G'day and welcome to the EVQuest podcast. Today I'm talking with Evnex CEO and founder Ed Harvey. Evnex is a New Zealand company that designs, builds and installs smart EV chargers. Hello Ed. Hi Adrian, thanks for having me. Hey, good. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Um, maybe to start, could you maybe uh, just talk about how you actually started the business? Sure. What was your goal to be trying to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my background is electronics engineering. I studied uh, uh, electronics engineering at Canterbury University. And for my final year project, I decided to convert my Honda Accord to electric. And um, it ended up being a little bit bigger project than I expected. Um, but uh, that was you know, uh, just something that I really enjoyed. It was probably one of the first couple of hundred EVs in New Zealand before a lot of people would had a chance to drive in them. And uh, from then on, I was I was pretty hooked, really. And you know, I worked for about three years uh, as a as an engineer, a hardware engineer. And uh, after that, I decided to go out and um, have a crack at uh, starting a business with really no idea how to do it. And uh, yeah, so I, I first um, I think you know why did I do it? Well, um, at the time, I actually just needed a charging solution for my Honda, and a lot of them on the market were uh, there were sort of limited options and were quite expensive. And it seemed at the time that there was, a, you know, going to be a real, um, uh, a strong reason for having smart charging, you know, charger that could adjust its output at different times of the day and integrate in with different systems and things like that. And um, as an engineer, that really appealed to me. So I thought I'd uh, have a go at designing uh, sort of a prototype based on some open source designs on the internet, and then it grew from there. The point you made about the um, smart charging. So could you just do, talk a little bit more about that because that seemed really important on your. In the promotional videos I've watched, it's really important. Yeah, so smart charging uh, for us, it's all about shifting the time of charging, primarily the time or the speed of charging, to bring about um, uh, benefits um, from a, a, both a cost perspective and electricity ne- network perspective, our carbon impact perspective. So, um, from a consumer point of view, um, if we can shift the charging to a time when the price of electricity is lower, then it means that people have. Um, See a cheaper uh, charger, no, cheaper charging session. From an electricity network point of view, if we can shift the time of charging away from times when the electricity grid is typically um, more loaded, so early evening, typically, especially cold winter nights, um, when people might be cooking and are using heating um, uh, appliances, things like that, the grid is typically under quite a lot of load. And if we can shift charging later on into the evening, potentially even in the very early morning. That's a time when the electricity network is much um, less utilised, and therefore um, the uh, uh, cost to upgrade the electricity network uh, just for that added EV um, load can be negated. So huge benefits there. And one of the final ones is really about carbon. And um, as you know, many people know, the um, grid, uh, the emissions of the New Zealand grid, well, all grids in the world change during different times of the day, and that's because the generation mix changes. So um, for example, in the middle of the day, particularly in Australia, there's a lot of solar power being generated, and that's actually one of the cleaner times to charge a vehicle. Whereas in New Zealand, it's almost uh, the complete opposite. Whereas um, in the uh, in the evening is is when we sorry in the, in the middle of the day is probably one of the worst times to charge because there's generally a higher load, um, and we have this huge um, base hydro generation in New Zealand. So if we can shift charging around to times when hopefully hardly cold generation is is not prevalent. Then we can reduce the carbon emissions of, of charging that vehicle. Mm, yeah. Um, 
Are we? Did you see the sort of okay for charging levels? So yeah, we got. You talked about like there was. Um, I read you talking about increasing car numbers and everything. Um, have we got enough electricity? We will need more electricity. Yeah, we will need more generation. Um, but I think that you know charging smarter can um, give us a lot more flexibility around the types of generation that it is that, that, that we install. So there's um, quite a lot of um, solar generation being consented in New Zealand um, for installation over the next few years, I think particularly around sort of 2027. And the beauty about charging EVs is that um, they are, you know, assuming that they are parked up at the time, um, they can be charged at any different time of the day and, and it doesn't necessarily affect the person that's using the car. So if they're a, um, the electricity market or pricing tariffs are structured in a way where um, if the, there's a lot of solar energy in the middle of the day, uh, and then uh, and the price is cheaper, then people will be incentivized to charge their vehicles in the middle of the day, you know, whether they're fleet vehicles or um, if a vehicle's being left at home and things like that. So, um, yes, we will need more generation because there's a lot of electrification happening in general with decarbonisation. A lot of process heat is going to electric, um, a lot of electrification of vehicles, obviously. So, um, yes, we will need more generation, but I think a lot of that can be renewable. Basically, all of that can be renewable um, because of what we can do around um, flexing demand. Mm, that's good. Your your software and the app look pretty, pretty flash. To keep it simple, um, <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. going on there? <laughs> so, um, so for um, for our residential customers, they all have a they can uh, access a mobile app to control their charging and and see what's happening with their charging. Um, and particularly, that can help them to uh, see exactly how much it's costing them to charge. They can set their electricity electricity tariffs if they've got. If they're on a particular retail that's got free power, say from 9pm to 12am or something like that, they can set it so that it's calculating exactly what their charging cost is. Um, and uh, and it's really useful to be able to see actually how much is it saving to run my car. Um, our customers can also set up their charges so that they integrate in with uh, solar. So if you've got solar panels on your roof, then it actually makes a lot of sense to use that power when it's generated as opposed to selling that power back to the grid later on for a lower price. Um, so um, our charges can actually dynamically vary the charging output um, to match that up perfectly with how much solar you're generating um, on your roof. So um, a lot of our customers really like looking at that and seeing that um, over the period of the day, their charging speed has exactly tracked the amount of power that the solar panels have been generating and they haven't actually um, imported any power from the grid. And that's when you can say with confidence that um, at least uh, you know, from an electricity generation perspective, um, your, your charge is 100% from clean energy, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. What's a um, common question you get from people looking at buying a charging system? What's the sort of... Um, a lot of people, if they're quite new to EVs, they want to know how long it's going to take to charge their car. Um, they want to know how much it's going to charge, uh, uh, how much it's going to cost to charge their vehicle. And a lot of these, there's the sorts of information that we're kind of adding to the app as well, and adding to our to our website to help inform people and help make that sort of purchasing decision um, easier. They want to know how much it's going to cost to get it installed, and um, unfortunately, that does vary quite a bit with different houses, and depending on where you're going to put the charger and how close it's going to be to your switchboard and and that type of thing. Um, so yes, those are some of the big ones. Yeah, and you, you do ins installations as well, is that right? The we do. Yeah, so we um, we have um, pretty much complete coverage of New Zealand and can install a, a charger just you know, just about anywhere, pretty much. Um, just go back to sort of the business. I, I saw your website. I just came across it about like this is 
pretty fresh. Who are these guys? And then I was like, oh, this is a Zealand company. So I was like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, what, what kind of challenges or rewards have you had being in the business? Yeah. Um, I just went, oh, these guys must be, they must be overseas. I just thought, well, that's a fresh website. But really. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now we've got a lot of effort into, into our brand yeah. website on that. So, um, Look, uh, I think in New Zealand there's 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 trade-offs. Um, it, you know, uh, capital is quite hard to come by in New Zealand, so you know, being able to you know, raise money to to grow an organisation like this is quite challenging, especially for manufacturing businesses. Um, you know, New Zealand hasn't. Um, in New Zealand, uh, investment typically is um, you know, favoured towards software as a service businesses that have you know business models that can scale very quickly and be sort of you know exported at no cost as as can software. Um, for manufacturing, it is a little bit harder to obtain that capital, so that's a challenge in New Zealand. Um, and I think, you know, certainly a much smaller um, market. If you don't uh, get out of or you don't sort of get into the export market reasonably quickly, New Zealand can be quite limited in terms of that exposure. We're not, um, we haven't been slow into EVs in New Zealand, but we also haven't been the fastest. Um, and I think in some respects, you know, some of our of European competitors have been able to grow really fast just because it had exposure to that rapidly going European EV market. Um, but there's also a lot of good things about you know being based down here in New Zealand as well. It's, it's a really good um, testing market. Um, New, Ze- New Zealanders are often pretty open to new technologies and things like that. Um, and I think generally speaking, our government is um, reasonably supportive of innovation. We've got some really great initiatives like New Zealand Trade and Enterprise and that, which are huge support. So um, yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. It's been it's been great being able to be based out of Christchurch. Yeah, yeah. So you you are in Australia, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So we head office uh, our head office is based in Christchurch, and we've just quite recently in the last few months launched into Australia. Is that one state or even? Yeah. So we we do have um we can probably uh, we can install on about fifty percent of Australia's population at the moment, and we're aiming to be have installation capability in eighty percent of Australia's population within the next three months. Uh, we are basically we've got boots on the ground in Sydney at the moment, um, but we are we are basically installing in, in all of the states in Australia through um, contract uh, contract installation relationships. So, if you're based in any of the any of the sort of top sort of six or seven um, cities in Australia, then we can install. Oh, that's good, very good. Uh, just sort of the technology, everything seems to be changing so fast. Is there sort of any new developments? People should be aware of in the future. Or um, how a vehicle to grid is, is one that you know gets talked a lot about, or vehicle to home, or vehicle to grid, or some people call it V to X, um, and that's just something that we're we're keeping an eye on. I think it's there's sort of quite a lot of um, sort of buzz around that at the moment, um, and that's all about you know obviously having your vehicle at particularly at home and being able to either run your house or discharge your battery back into the grid at times when the, the grid needs it. Um, I think there's a it's going to be a couple of years, I would say, at least before that kind of really takes off, assuming it, it does take off, because there's um, a limited standardization with different vehicle manufacturers around those technologies at the moment. And the price of the hardware is still quite high, so around that eight to $10,000 mark, although that, that, that certainly will come down. Um, from our perspective, we are launching a, a new product in a couple of weeks' time, which is pretty exciting. We've, um, we've just sent out a, a launch email today. It's on the 18th of April. Um, I can't say too much about it at the moment but basically it's uh we're, we're launching a new a new charging station and there's going to be some really cool features in there to help um, kiwis and australians reduce their cha- um, charging cost and also um, help to sort of automate the reduction in carbon emissions around their charging as well okay we'll watch the space then yeah 
Absolutely. Oh, it's antibiotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you've got a partnership with Z as well, haven't you? I saw. I saw we do. What's, what's, yeah, we, we do. So, um, uh, again, that's uh, a limited amount I can say about that, but uh, yeah. we are we will be launching um, a, a home charging offer with, with Z and around sort of June and July of this year. Um, so, you know, obviously with um, Z, they've got a, a very long history of, of, of um, being involved in the uh, refueling sector liquid fuels primarily and for them it um, makes a lot of sense to start moving into the um, uh, EV sector as well both from a, a forecourt rapid charging perspective but also getting into the home because you know Z has a, about a 95% shareholding in Flick Electric and so for them this is really such a convergent space between um, you know electricity um, uh, in, in the home um, EV charging uh, both with fleets and, and rapid charging things like that so it makes a lot of sense for them to start building some really neat um, products that can um, provide customers sort of benefits in, in multiple sectors. So you might imagine a future where um, if you uh, agree for your um, smart charging to be managed at home, so maybe your, charge, your car is not charging at 5 or 6 p.m. in the evening or something like that, you may end up getting uh, a, a credit or a discount on your smart charging when you use, sorry, or your fast charging when you use a, a Z charger on the highway or something like that. These are the types of things that we can um, that we can build together um, when we're sort of really strong across multiple sectors. It's interesting. Is there more growth in commercial or residential at the moment, or is it probably a bit more in commercial? So um, a lot of um, you know, certainly a lot of government. The government's had a, a really clear mandate from um, well, uh, from the previous prime minister, um, Jacinda Ardern, about um, converting to 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 electric. Um, and so that certainly pushed a number of large government departments pretty quickly into electrifying their fleets. So we've had quite a bit of demand from from that sector. I think for commercials, it's uh, the there's a lot of benefit in getting it and, and dedicated chargers like we build because it's often quite hard to charge a fleet vehicle on a three pin plug for somebody that's charging their EV at home. It's it's um, often they don't mind doing that, or they might not need more charge than a three pin plug can offer over a sort of a ten or eleven hour period. But with a lot of fleets, obviously you can't. You don't really want to have um, uh, employees sort of hanging an extension cord out the window, you know, for health and safety reasons and things like that as well. So, a lot of fleets are. It makes a lot of sense, and both from a, a reporting perspective as well. So we can offer uh, fleets really good insights about uh, who's using charges, how much energy they're using, how much it's costing, um, carbon impacts of charging, and things like that as well. So it makes a lot of sense for for fleets. I mean, looks good for them now as well as it has to be. You know, getting environmentally taken. It does yeah absolutely yeah councils jumping on the bandwagon yeah yeah that's good um just like you mentioned the future where do you see maybe the charging industry in say i mean maybe five years because things are moving so quickly yeah i think um look from from our i'll comment on our sector i yeah. think i would expect to see um some some more incentives particularly either regulation or financial incentives supporting smart charging. So one of the things that um, you know, we feel is really important, uh, also from a sort of a social equity perspective, is that we plan our electricity network smartly and we, and we plan our charging infrastructure smartly. Um, studies have shown that if we don't um, roll out smart charging across right across the network, both homes and fleets, and it might cost, or it's likely to cost, uh, the average New Zealander between two and $300 a year extra on their electricity bill by 2050. Uh, and that's all New Zealanders, all households, not just those that have EVs. So 
Um, from our perspective, we're obviously a bit, bit honest, but from our perspective, it's a pretty important thing to get right because it doesn't make sense to be unnecessarily building out the electricity networks um, when we could be, you know, being smart about how we charge and, and shifting that time around. So in four or five years, I would expect there to be a lot more activity happening in that space and a, and a lot more uh, collaboration uh, within the industry, both with, with, through electricity retailers, electricity distributors and, and charging providers. Um, about uh, you know, rolling out charging infrastructure much more smartly, particularly in, in homes and, and, and fleet locations. Yeah. Like more solar panels on people's roofs, that sort of thing. Yep, yep. I think that'll, that'll absolutely happen as well. You know, battery storage is, is certainly getting um, cheaper by the day, and that's going to massively affect um, the, uh, the, the applicability of solar in New Zealand. Uh, and maybe just sort of bring it all back, when you, when you started your business, did you sort of, was it 2014? Was it? Uh, yes, it was. Yep. It's fun. Did you sort of, if you're thinking about uh, this year, sort of 10 years down the track, was that sort of, did you have a vision of anything like this? Um, that's a good question. It is almost 10 years. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Um, yeah, it's been a lot harder, harder journey than I thought it would have. And that was probably my um, being a little bit naive as an engineer, sort of not far out of university. I sort of thought, oh, we're hopefully making a decent amount of money in a couple of years' time. And, and it's been a incredibly challenging journey. But also, you know, we've learned so much along the way as well. And it's just been uh, very exciting these days seeing it come together and our growing team. We've got about 30 people in the team now and obviously just launching into Australia. So um, I think uh, I think I'd be uh, reasonably happy if I could, if I was looking back then and could see the future, although it would probably, uh, um, yeah, generally a bit harder than I expected. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I had it. Awesome. Anything, else you, anything else you want to sort of cover off? Okay, you can have a look at our website at evnex.com, evnex.com, if anyone's interested in, in taking a look. Um, and obviously, you know, check out our website um, at midday on um, 18th of April if you're interested in seeing our new product launch. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. 